Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, the message here is keep calm and carry on. So that is the strategy for the rest of the year coming through from Standard Chartered Private Bank. And this is the strategy, C-A-L-M, capitalize on market opportunities, allocate broadly, lean to Asia, and manage volatility. Now let's unpack this with Ablesh Noryan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Good morning, Ablesh. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. Now, let's get into what's to come for the rest of the year. Keep calm. I believe you might need some of that today. So, what's the thinking here? Keep calm and carry on. Well, at a high level, you know, uh, the, the theme that we have just goes back to the two basic investment principles that we have been highlighting, uh, you know, for, for a while now. So, those are stay invested and invest with discipline. So if you think about the macroeconomic backdrop right now, there are two competing narratives which are out there. So the first one is that there is a risk of deep recession in US and Europe given the the tight monetary policies. But at the same time, uh, over the past few months, there is this no landing scenario where there are a group of people who are arguing uh, you know, that US will avoid a recession mm. and that means that we should chase equities higher. Now, it's very easy to get knocked off track by the promise of quick wins or the fear of uncertain outlook. And if you look at the last six months, very few people would have predicted the strong first half returns that we've seen. So we think that by remaining invested in a diversified portfolio, uh, an average investor dramatically increases their chances of winning and building wealth over a long time. Yeah, this has been a bit of a surprise for many market watchers. Uh, Some of the year-end targets have already been reached by the middle of the year. So quite a bit of a jump or a bounce in markets. So let's unpack CALM, C-A-L-M. Let's start with the first letter, C. And this is capitalized on market opportunities. So where are the opportunities right now? Uh, thanks, Ryan. So I think uh, the, the, the main opportunity that we see right now is in terms of adding towards high quality bonds. Now, over the past few months, we've received a lot of sort of inquiries, you know, why do we prefer bonds rather than holding money in cash or fixed deposits given the attractive rates on offer? And that's a valid point, right? But we think that given the fact that yields are so high right now for, for government bonds, investors can lock off those attractive yields for the next 5, 7, 10 years uh, rather than locking a, a, a fixed deposit for the next 1 to 2 years. Now, we all know that during, you know, Fed rate, rate cycles, then economic growth slows down, the central banks cut rates, and lower rates mean higher bond prices. So investors can not only lock in an attractive yield from high-quality bonds, but also lock in a potential source for, for capital gain in case we do see an, uh, in an economic downturn. Yeah, so those fixed Ds, when you roll over to a new fixed D, you might get a lower rate. So that's the trade-off there. So the next letter is A, allocate broadly. So what are we looking at when it comes to diversification? What are the areas you're looking to spread your eggs around? Yeah, I think uh, if you go back to the uh, the economic backdrop, there are two very divergent narratives around there. And in, in this sort of environment, we think that diversification would trump you know any concentrated approach. So uh, from, from our perspective, we think having uh, a slightly higher allocation to bonds, especially high quality uh, government bonds, as I mentioned, makes mm-hmm. sense. But at the same time, having a neutral allocation to equity is also something worth having. 
Now, apart from that, we think uh, investors should consider adding allocations to gold and even alternative or private assets where they're accessible. Because, you know, uh, if you think about gold, we, we believe that the robust central bank demand that we are seeing is likely to put a, a floor under gold prices. And if we do see, you know, economic slowdown, a downturn happening, then gold could add uh, act as a, as a good hedge uh, in the overall portfolio context. Yeah, there's been some talk about how the rally has been narrow so far. Perhaps uh, it could widen and this could benefit a diversified strategy. Now, let's talk about L, which is lean to Asia. So Asia is pretty big. And I guess right in the center is China. So how do you figure out what to do when you're looking at Asia? Well, uh, uh, our preference towards Asia uh, ultimately boils down to, you know, strong macroeconomic fundamentals, while growth in US and Europe is slowing down. Asian growth is still healthy. Yes, uh, there have been more concerns around Chinese growth, but we're talking about whether China will grow at 5% or 4% or 6%. It's not like we're talking about zero or negative growth. Now, within Asia, uh, we like Asia, Asian equities. And it's not just Asia Japan equities, but also Japanese equities. So you talked about China. So mm. let, let's start with that. So while the economic uh, reopening has sort of tapered off uh, and people have been disappointed with the lack of a strong stimulus just as yet, uh, we think that the stimulus that will come will be more targeted, like the measure we saw you know, uh, mm. yesterday in terms of LGFV lending. Uh, and that should help unlock the value in Chinese equities. Uh, apart from that, you know, we think Indian equities, the structural outlook is, is attractive and valuations have eased off from their highs, which, which should create better value for investors. Lastly, just switching over to bonds, we think Asian dollar bonds are, are quite attractive given their high credit quality, about 85% bonds there are investment grade and they do offer you know, an attractive yield compared to US uh, and, and European corporate bonds, but also you know, attractive yield compared to the local currency denominated bonds in Asia, which is a very rare thing to happen. Yeah, Abhilash, you've got a bit of a positive view on Japan as well, Jap- Japanese stocks. Um, enjoying the weakness of the yen. So I'm just wondering, where is the yen going from here? How weak is the BOJ going to let it go to? And is there going to be any risk of it getting stronger? Well, uh, in the near term, uh, that's that's the big question, right? So uh, m- people were expecting uh, BOJ support or policy support to, to come through when dollar yen touched 145. But we think that uh, 145 to 150 would be uh, the range where uh, dollar yen could trade uh, in, in the next few weeks. But over the next 12 months, uh, we expect dollar yen to, to weaken uh, towards 130. So we are, we are expecting a, a nearly 10% uh, appreciation in mm. yen over the next 12 months. And that's down to two key reasons. So the first one is uh, we think that U.S. government bond yields will come down towards 3% as Fed starts cutting rates in 2024. And that should narrow the interest rate differentials and lead to, you know, lower dollar yen. The second factor is, you know, while BOJ has been uh, slow to, to normalize policy, if you think about the strong growth that we are seeing in Japan, the robust inflation, it makes very difficult to justify the fact that BOJ is still doing QE. It's still holding negative interest rates. And even if BOJ doesn't hike uh, policy aggressively, even if it normalizes the policy, stops the QE or uh, the yield curve control policy, we think that could be a big catalyst for, for strengthening of yen. All right. So let's go to M, which is manage volatility. And I guess with these uncertain times, it's important to look at 
at some of the defensive places you can park your money in. So what are some of your favorite picks right now? I imagine tech could be something interesting to look at. Well, yes. So we think that uh, when it comes to uh, managing volatility, it makes sense to adopt bubble strategies. So if you're thinking about equities, then, you know, having a bit more focus towards defensive sectors makes sense. And as you mentioned, tech is one of the sectors where we think uh, investors could consider adding. Now, uh, we all know that tech, uh, tech sector has delivered very strong returns and there are questions whether the rally is sustainable. And yes, uh, in the near term, we could see sort of a, a consolidation. But if you think about the largest segment within technology sector, that's and that's software segment, which has defensive recurring revenues. Uh, and, you know, we think that there is more scope for, for gains in the, in the near term as the price momentum is strong. Uh, apart from that, we think, uh, you know, adding uh, to currency uh, exposure, uh, playing on the bearish dollar view could also be... Uh, an opportunity worth considering. Mm. Uh, and lastly, uh, you know, for investors who can do so, uh, I think looking out for uh, opportunities to sell volatility on spikes could also be a, a strategy to generate some yield. All right. Keep calm and carry on. C-A-L-M. We've been unpacking the strategy from Set Private Bank on what to do for the rest of the year with Ablesh Narayan, Senior Investment Strategist at Standard Chartered Private Bank. Thanks for your time today, Ablesh. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.